0: Chapter 4, Debacle in Dubai Because I've learned to travel with fewer things, no matter where I'm traveling or how long I'm going to be away, I only bring a backpack and a roll-around suitcase to carry onto the plane. With only those two pieces of luggage to manage, life on the road is quite simple. But the minute I add something to that, trouble seems to follow closely behind, at least when it comes to Luggage. My first bag debacle happened when my wife and I went on safari to South Africa. Well, there we found a store that had some beautiful hand embroidered pillowcases and a lot of other unique items that Leanne wanted to buy as Christmas gifts for her family. By the time she'd finished shopping, we had somewhere around $1,000 worth of gifts in a nicely packed gift bag. It was great to get some of our Christmas shopping done, but it also gave us an extra bag to carry the rest of the trip. While traveling back to the States, Leanne managed the extra bag from South Africa to Dubai. In Dubai, I offered to carry it around the airport while we waited for our next flight. When it was time to board the plane, I set the bag down and reached into my pocket to get my passport and ticket out because i was not used to carrying the third bag it slipped my mind that i had set it down and i walked to the plane without it a few minutes later as i was putting my things in the overhead bin i realized what i had done i ran back up the gangway as fast as i could but by the time i got to the ticket counter the bag was gone no one had seen it i felt terrible it wasn't just that i'd lost the bag It was that I had lost the bag that my wife had entrusted to me that was filled with Christmas gifts. Breaking her trust hurt more than losing the actual objects. Unfortunately, I did something similar three years later. I was at the Madrid airport looking for a gift for my friend to who I was going to visit in Portugal. I saw a store there that sold these fantastic bottles of olive oil. A likes to cook and the oil would be the perfect gift. I told the man helping me that I would like to buy some, but the security probably would not let it on the plane. He said, it's no problem. We can pack it special and they will let you carry it on. I explained that a cell would also need to be able to check it on the airplane when she returned home to Belgium. Once again, he reassured me as long as she doesn't open it, they will let you through security and she won't have any problem. With the special packaging the bottle wouldn't fit into my backpack so i had to carry them in a separate bag that almost convinced me to not get the oil but i really wanted to bring a seller a gift so i bought it anyways I should have known better. It didn't take me more than 10 minutes before I lost that olive oil. I went over to the gate, sat down, put it on the floor next to my suitcase, just like in Dubai. When they called for the final boarding, I sprang to my feet, grabbed my luggage and walked off, leaving the olive oil right next to my chair where I was sitting. This time, I didn't even make it to the plane before I'd realized something was missing. I turned around, ran back up the gangway as fast as I could, but the oil was gone. I couldn't believe it. No more than four or five minutes had transpired and the bag was already gone. I chastened myself. Paul, you've learned your lesson. Three bags is a curse. The two debacles hammered home the idea for me that less is more. When I had only two bags, they were always linked together, and it was very difficult to lose either of them. But the minute there was a third bag involved, the potential to lose something increased exponentially. I've learned that if you're going to buy something when you travel, it should fit into your suitcase or your backpack. Today, my single roll-around suitcase plus the backpack that fits over the handle is my travel profile. This makes it much easier to negotiate the airports, airplanes, hotels, and rental cars. It is compact, easy to monitor, and nothing gets left behind. If you remember earlier, I said people often look at me and marvel, Paul, how do you travel with so little and do it so gracefully? The answer is simple. I follow the principle that less is more and stick to it another thing that helps me travel more smoothly is the understanding of source management my good friend richie shingo former president of toyota china explains source management this way if you have a mighty river and you want to change its direction trying to divert it at the mouth of the river where it meets the ocean would be very difficult at that point the river is big and wide and often the current is powerful If, however, you go up into the mountains to where the river is just a small trickle of water, it is very easy just to move your foot a little to the left or right and change the direction of the entire river. With this source management, you look hard at your problems and go right to the place where they are created. In the example of losing the extra bag, what is truly the source of the problem? At the most fundamental level, it's the notion that possessions make people happy. Travelers tend to buy little Chotsky knickknacks and bring them home because they think people will really enjoy and appreciate them. I'm sure there are some who do, but most people just end up with shelves full of unwanted junk because people push these things on them. Understanding push and pull is important in this context as well. In lean manufacturing, we always want the customer to create demand or pull for a product. This eliminates overproduction, which causes all kinds of other problems. Likewise, when traveling, we never want to push anything on anyone. The minute we push, the waste stream goes crazy. Whether we are pushing these tchotchke gifts on our friends and family, or the airlines are pushing bad food on us when we are flying, so much of this stuff gets wasted love pull hate push the people you want to buy all these gifts for would be more pleased with regularly hearing from you receiving a thoughtful picture via email or posted on facebook or following effective real-time journalizing of your trip so they could travel virtually with you and learn from your experiences in other words Connecting with people is more important than piling things on them. For me, the source of the excess luggage problem is a misunderstanding of what's really important to people. When you reduce your material desires, you free yourself to connect with others on a more personal level. If you make it your top priority to connect and communicate with people and not load them up with junk you can lessen the management burden of your travel too. pursuing minimalism and keeping things as simple as possible has become an obsession for me. I can't count how many times I've traveled with people who bought an extra suitcase to haul their purchases home from a long trip. They spend more money on a suitcase they don't need and have to manage that extra suitcase throughout the duration of their trip. It costs more money to get the cheap crap home because they have to pay for an extra suitcase. The person receiving gifts has to take care of the gift and it clutters up their life until they get rid of it. Waste, waste, waste. The power of simplicity extends beyond travel, too. Recently, my assistant Lori and her husband sold their big house, got rid of 80% of their stuff, and moved into a small two bedroom condominium. I asked her how she liked it, and her reply circles around in my mind every day I love it! Every weekend, Keith and I decide what we're going to do instead of staying home and working on our house, cleaning, and doing projects. We're actually enjoying life. I may seem cynical about giving gifts, but I have seen what most people actually do with these things. The vast majority of them are not appreciated, and all that stuff really adds up. A few years back, I received an insightful email from one of the listeners of my show, The American Innovator. Paul, have you ever thought about the real cost of poor quality? We fill stores with low quality products that people buy because they are less expensive. The product gets used three or four times, and then they often underperform or flat out fail. Then we relegate this stuff to our closets, garages, and storage lockers. We build bigger homes and more storage that cost more to heat and maintain. Our property taxes go up, the time it takes to clean them out goes up, and the very thing we want happiness is sucked up by all the additional managing of all our stuff once a year we clean our house and throw and give away all the stuff we thought would make us happy the vast majority of the stuff ends up in the landfill that we have to manage with big heavy equipment and scientific testing to make sure we're not contaminating the environment If that's not enough, then we have to consider the cost of all the materials and resources that went into making all that stuff in the first place. Then the cost of transporting low-quality products to the store, then to our homes, to the Goodwill, and then to the landfill. The entire real cost of all the low-quality products versus an expensive product or high-quality product is staggering. In most cases, you could purchase a high-quality product for a fraction of the cost of a low-quality one. What an insightful email. His words helped me see how I confused the accumulating material goods with spiritual satisfaction. Thankfully, I'm learning to think differently. It is much better to give people something that will have lasting meaning, for me, that's something that something has been the stories I tell in my videos to inspire others to explore the world for themselves and the books that I write. The best example I can think of comes from something I did for a cell. When I visited her in Portugal, after I forgot the olive oil, over four days she took me around and showed me all the sights and sounds of beautiful Lisbon. Unbeknownst to her, the entire time, I was discreetly taking short video clips of what we had been doing with my iPhone. In the evenings, I put the clips together to create a video highlighting the wonderful things we experienced together. The last thing I needed was the right music. On the last day of the trip, a cell came downstairs to my bedroom, knocked on the door, and sat on the edge of my bed with her computer. She asked me if I'd ever heard Ed Sheeran's song, photographs. She clicked on her laptop and played me the video. I began to cry because it was the most beautiful song I'd ever heard. The video depicted Ed's life from when he was a baby through his rise to stardom using the pictures and video clips his parents had taken over the years. Clearly this song was meaningful to us all, and I thought that if I put the photographs from the trip to this song it could really highlight how special the four days had been for both of us. I finished making the photo video montage and gave it to a cell right before I left. Needless to say, it was emotional and meaningful for her to this day. We still talk about it. It so perfectly captured the moments that neither of us ever wanted to forget. Sure. The olive oil would have been a nice gift, But the four-minute music video is something that will help us cherish those memories for the rest of our lives. There was no package to open. There was no waste. Just a simple click on her phone and the music began to play. Be thoughtful when you travel and avoid your own baggage debacle by limiting yourself and what you bring with you. Don't let your presence and your ability to emotionally connect with people on a daily basis be masked with materialism. You will simplify not only your life, but your travel as well. The one thing, go to the source of the problem, solve problems at the source, and your burdens will be light. Less is more.